things for all of us today. Not only is there going to be a Holy Ghost uh, pandemonium, <laughs> uh, you're also carrying away with you an anointing. I heard this a few minutes ago just before I came up. The Lord said, the Lord is also releasing an anointing. You are not just being prayed for, you are carrying power. Don't just carry power to go sleep on it. Or don't just carry power for rising and falling. Higher. Um, ensure that you open your heart to receive. When you are listening to a preacher, or when you're listening to me preach, listen for two things. Number one, for your own benefit. Number two, for the benefit of others. Sometimes for the benefit of others, it means you are receiving an anointing. It's not possible for you to sit down under these teachings and not receive an anointing. There are people are just strong. <clears throat> Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory. We acknowledge your presence in this place. There is none like you. In Jesus' mighty name, be glorified. Amen. All right, you may take your seats. Let me see your notepads. <clears throat> Those that have got not not literal notepads, not uh, um, for on the phone. I'm not saying those are a sin. I'm just saying for now, not those. Those that literally have notepads. Let me see them. Let me see them. Lift it higher. Wow, wow, amazing. Those that have theirs on the phone. Not that you've just created one. I I've created one. So I will lift. Those that actually were preparing to write notes from their phone. Let me see. Good, beautiful. I wish you were in your endeavors. Well, honestly, I do. Really. Um, you know, last night, I kept seeing a vision. The Lord kept showing me something. The Lord kept revealing something to me and talking to me about something. There was something I was constantly placing on my heart. And um, I was just constantly thinking about it. So around, around 0 to 30, uh, I, my friend, Apostle Fred, couldn't sleep. So he said, you know, the Lord has been talking to me about this. And I'm like, Wow. That's the same thing he's talking to me about. So, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I think it's too loud. Or is it just me? It's okay? So, you know, there are some times when God is telling you something, but it's not as strong. It's not like God has said, eh, Priscilla, come stand here. <laughs> so you've not heard it but there are some things that are running in your heart consistently. 
And sometimes those are the things you don't pay attention to until maybe you hear a preacher or a friend say something, then you're like, oh my goodness. So something God, so it's God who's talking to me. Remember what Jacob said? He said, ah, so God has been speaking to me and I never even knew it. And that's the uh, challenge that many of us have. We have God speaking to us, but we never even know it. So when I tell you some things I'm going to tell you, I'm telling you things that are literally on the heart of God. God has got different ways in which he works and the way in which he provides for us or helps us. But one major way in which God is going to use to reach out to us, there are some people I'm looking for, but I'm not seeing them. And there are just some people who like, when you start preaching, that's when they start going out. So they miss their hour of visitation because they had to catch the sun outside or run errands. So, please, let's come in, everyone that's outside. Masa, masa. Okay, all right, I'll continue. Don't worry. So, um, when God wants to do certain things, he has a tendency to give you a seed. He's got a tendency to give you a seed. The greatest form of worship, for example, is not the one that we sing. When we sing songs of worship, it's a form of worship, but it's a seed to open our hearts to actually live the words we are singing. So what we do here lifts the name of God, but it also is a seed that opens our hearts to live a practical life of worship because worship is not a song only. It's a lifestyle. If you're singing, that's good. That's beautiful. It's going to God. But do you totela him in your daily life? Meanwhile, with your life. It's easy to sing than to live. I don't know if you're getting my point. Do you ever take your time to be honest enough to think about the songs you sing when you're singing them? Especially when you are calling them songs of praise and worship to God. In First Peter chapter two, verse nine, he talks about the people he called to demonstrate his praise. One thing to sing the praises of God is another thing to demonstrate them. God just doesn't want us to end on singing his praises. When we say, something should show in our lives that God is great. When I look at your life, I must be able to say God is great. When I look at not just holy, 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 you turn this side, someone has looked at you, some kind of, ah, you Lord, but you're singing about the holiness of God. It should show. The holiness of God should not just be sung. But every time we sing, we are sowing a seed because we are opening our hearts to a place where that word becomes practical. This is why it's not every song that you must sing. 
not every song that you must sing. I'll get to that. It will help you understand something. I'm going to get, and it's going to be very uncomfortable. And if I say uncomfortable places, I'll sit there <laughs> and dwell on it. And if I don't hear Pastor Koko Lafo, <laughs> I'll encourage myself in the Lord and pursue it until I overtake. How many people here came for a healing? Maybe you've been feeling um, some problem in your body. Maybe the doctor told you something. Don't be shy. How many here came for a healing? A healing miracle. Okay. Healing. Healing. Lift your hands like you need this thing, children of God. Children of God. Okay. All right. Beautiful. 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 You know, God is good. There's a difference between deliverance and the casting out of demons. Now, because this is a church which, um, which does these things, I think I need to teach them too. Okay? So there's a difference between deliverance and the casting out of demons. You can cast out demons from a person and yet not deliver them. A person can also experience deliverance and still be dealing with an evil spirit in their life. Deliverance is a larger umbrella under which the casting out of evil spirits fall. Oh, don't worry, I'm slow for those who are taking notes. shouting at me in public. You've been with me for a while. You're not taking notes. You want me to shout at you in private. So, in Colossians chapter number 1, verse 13, the Bible tells us what I call the ultimate deliverance. It's, it talks about the uh, God who moved us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his son. Never get familiar with me. No matter how long you stay with me, when I'm preaching, always take down notes. It's an expression of faith. Some of you, the reason you never get a rhema word, you only hear the logos, is because you're never ready for it. Because the rhema word, the word you need in the now, comes when you're in a strategic position. You are ready to receive. There could just be one word which can change your life. One! I was seated one time and Apostle Fred was preaching and I'm taking down notes. If you've noticed me even at WEM, I'm taking down notes and I'm sowing in every minister because I'm waiting for that rhema word. And these people say things they don't even know have changed my life and I produce a sermon which they are not... Judah, Judah, the whole teaching on Judah. I taught a, a, a teaching on Judah. Apostle... Uh, Pastor Gomesha was preaching in, in church in, at WEM and I heard just that word because I was taking notes. It triggered something in my spirit. You know you can become familiar without knowing it. You can't say, at, yeah, let me become familiar here. No. Even in friendships, people just become, they are ineffective when it comes to giving wisdom to one another. You just find if we are the land, effects well. 
bwenze cyaringira cyari kuma cyangira futufu cyakumana kalasa especially you people in frontier sit in frontier you are not taking notes you are leading by a bad example it never changed the way you used to see me the first time we met the same way you used to think this man carry the message of god for my life is the same way you should show it every time you come to church The rema world it changes your life. There's never a, it's hard. You people, during a sermon, you can hear a word for yourself. It's only, let me give you this secret. The reason why you never get a word for yourself from the Lord during a sermon is because you've never been ready for it. The anointing is sensitive. We can be very, us, we are careful. We don't want to offend you. We want to be nice. No, but the anointing, the anointing, the, the anointing doesn't think like that. Many people were touching Jesus. Hey, they are touching him, touching him, touching him. They are touching Jesus. They are hugging him. Can you just greet me? Pa, he greeted me. Everyone knows. But one woman touched him with revelation. The anointing was just in Jesus whilst everyone was touching him. It was just there. And don't tell me all those people never had needs. They all had. They all had, but one woman. Jesus was even lenient. Oh, hi, how are you, how are you? The anointing, well, it just sat in Jesus. It just sat. The anointing is a commodity you must be very knowledgeable about. Even the blessing I release can stop working for you the moment you become familiar. It will stop working. When the, when the anointing sense that this touch is different, imagine there were 50 people, others who were touching Jesus. But there was one touch which the anointing noticed. There's a lot of honor and faith on this woman. Rema word will come. When you come in church expecting it and behaving like you're about to receive a Rema word, if you don't know what a Rema word is, um, we thank God. But a Rema word, Njija word, uh, which comes and for example I'm preaching and I say the Bible says go ye into the world everyone has heard go ye into the world you in that moment you hear go ye Joel to this place you will find this person and this person and this is what is going to happen and this is how much you are going to have that's a rema word everyone has heard go ye into the world you you've heard a full statement of the next phase of your life that's a rema word. And in a moment like this, when someone is preaching to you, words are being released. The Bible says the word of God is living and active and is sharper than any double-edged sword. And it goes to the dividing line of the uh, soul and the spirit and the joint and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So when we are preaching the word of God like this and it's going into you and coming back, Sometimes this is why I can give an example of something that you are going through and you need that word. So as the word is moving, as it's being shared, it's picking out needs and meeting them. And by the power of the spirit, I'm receiving revelation to talk about your issue. And when the word comes back to me and hits you and finds you are ready, the Bible says, Paul perceived as the man was listening that he was ready to be healed. 
So when you are here and you are listening to the word, one of the greatest anointings I have is the ability to teach the word. If you never have a revelation of me and you are a member of this church, there's so much you're going to miss out on, which is bringing me to my point. Apostle Fred and I were discussing last night, and what we were saying was, it's amazing how when God wants to do things, he will always give you a seed. When you want a tree, what God is going to give you is a seed. Most of the times you are looking for a tree, God is going to give you a seed. And every time you do that, You want to become a bank manager, he starts you in first year. He always gives seed. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 9, Apostle Paul is talking and he says, and he says, if we have sown spiritual seed into you, is it so much if we expect material benefit? Now that got me thinking. And I'm not talking about it in terms of the fact that I'm expecting things from you. <laughs> But here is the spirit behind it. It means every time we are here preaching to you, we are actually sowing spiritual seeds. Because the word of God is a seed. Every time you are here and we are speaking to you, we are preaching the word of God. I'm preaching to you the word of God. I'm sowing seeds. The Bible says the sower went to sow air. That's what it says. If we have sown spiritual things in you, which is seed, because you don't sow things, you sow seeds. Is it a great thing if we reap your material things? So what he's saying is, actually, the reason why you have received material things, it's because of the spiritual seed we had sown in you. That's what he's saying. Sometimes you just don't know. Look, I tell you, just because an angel did not appear and smoke didn't pass as the glory of God moved in the temple, doesn't mean God didn't do it for you. I give you an example of how the Lord Jesus Christ in John 17 was giving an account of every disciple and he says, those that you gave me, I have not lost. And I was thinking, wait, but there's nowhere in the account where God came and, oh, nakupelo senda, pitoi, oh, nakupelo Judas. No, there was nowhere where it's written like that. He was just picking them. It didn't feel like God was there, but Jesus was giving accounts to, and I'm warning all you leaders, department heads, and you people with friends, you know your friend needs you spiritually. You feel like, since I'm not the pastor, I don't have any responsibility to help them. Oh, no. Continue. No, Kylie, God didn't appear to me. Oh. God has given you people. You are listening to me? There are people when they walk into your life, a whole season has walked into your life. There are certain people when they walk into your life, God has walked into your life. That's how God works. Then there are certain people when they walk into your life, <laughs> hell has just said hi. I'm telling you, it's equal on both ends of the story. You recognize when hell is attempting to walk into your life and when it's God trying to walk into your life. Praise God. Somebody say, I receive people from God. <laughs> I people from God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. There's some people, the moment the girl came into their life, Delilah, when she walked into his life, something walked out of his life. 
so. He says, if we have sown spiritual seed, this is why it's always important to pay attention when the word of God is being preached, because it's a seed. The Bible says of the sower, it was not his responsibility to determine the growth of the seed. He said, some fell on the rocky ground. You can hear me preach. Ha! Hello, God has called me to preach. This morning was even telling me, you have called you. That's what God was telling me. He came and said, you, I've called you. I was like, come on, Lord, let's do this thing. Yet some people don't change. They've got a rocky ground. <laughs> let's not create a name, there's already one. <laughs> let's not make them two. Not so rocky. The same word which somebody who came here in church today for the first time received and it changed their life is the same word you've received over and over. The problem is not the preacher. I'm not telling you, I'm telling your neighbor. <laughs> it's the nature of the ground. I was listening, you know, I don't know if I should talk like this. Let me just talk like this. I was listening to my WEM sermon on, on, on last week. Ha! I was shocked. People, I am anointed. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever noticed. You know, some, you know when we are... Um, doing a WEM conference, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to enjoy a conference the way you people enjoy it. Did you know that? It's hard to experience, a com it's hard to experience the anointing when you're ministering. Sometimes you feel like, ah, I'm tired, then you touch a person, ah! and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I remember the first time I prayed for someone and they fell. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, it was my first time to preach at WEM. Honestly, it's that person who didn't like me that much. I was just like, ah, just pray the Quran for God bless you. Ah, they fell. Ah, I even used a, a Zimbabwean accent. Pick her up. <laughs> Again, take it. Dick. Pick her. Pick Because the others have not been falling. So this one has fallen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Lord today has proven me in front of my enemies. <laughs> it. But I wasn't feeling anything, yet the person was falling and screaming. She will never forget me. <laughs> if she ever does, ah, it's not possible. So it's difficult to experience, but I was watching this video, and I was amazed at the things I was saying. I was like, wow, this is how people, this is how people feel. Because I was like a normal human being, but this time I was like, 
I was, and I was in full-blown anointing. And I'm thinking, ha, every person who listens to it and there, because my life was changing when I was listening to my sermon. I was getting blessed. Yes, man of God, I felt like sowing. You know? <laughs> I'm telling you. And I'm thinking, can someone live under these teachings and not change? I was moved when I looked at some people who seemed to have struggled to change. Kachinga face. Then I realized, mm -mm, rocky. <laughs> rocky ground. Some seed, seed, proper seed. Listen, it was not the responsibility of the sower to determine what ground the ground was. It was the responsibility of the, the, the ground to determine what ground it was going to be. The seed was equal. It was falling on the ground the same. But the problem was the ground upon which it was falling. Some, was, some, some ground was rocky. Some ground was acidic. Some other grounds were full of thorns and thistles. So when the, word of, when, when the plant was growing, because the word of God will grow, the word of God will grow. See, it will grow. That seed was the word. The word of God will grow. The word of God will become practical in your life when you're receiving it. It will grow. So when they were receiving the word, when they were learning about deliverance and the healing, when they were learning about wisdom, when they were learning about all these deep things, being a man after God's own heart, when they are learning about visions of heaven, when they are learning about service, everyone was hearing the same sermon. Trust me. One day, when you stand before God, my sermons will play. My sermons will play, and there will be a witness either for you or against you. It was the same seed. Same class. Same teacher. We are all starting the same. But you move your coffee man over to Matsiarikosa. So Alice and rocky ground. <laughs> Something is not even hard, but because of what they are hearing, what he was. So you find someone is having difficulties understanding a course. My sister told me maths is hard. I realized it's not hard when I was about to write the exams. For grade 12. The highest I ever got in mathematics was an 80% in grade 10. I'm not saying I used to fail. <laughs> I was average. <laughs> Yet when it comes to physics, physics, I, would, I started becoming the highest in my class. I would understand all the formulas and apply. History, the lowest I ever got was a 70% in grade 10. I always used to get 90, 90, 90. I was a smart guy, but maths, I was Somebody say, Um, do want to Trust me. 
The anointing on this house by the word of God that is being preached will change your life. Some of you in a day, some of you in a week, depending on what you need. But whether it's going to transform you or not will depend on what kind of ground you're going to make your heart. The Bible says, those who received it and did not understand it. The moment they were coming out, the moment they were coming out, the enemy took it. It's one thing to receive the word, it's another thing to understand it. It's one thing to receive the word, it's another thing to understand it. The fact that you have not understood the word doesn't mean it has not been received in your heart. It matters what you do with it when you go back home during the week. Because sometimes you may not understand what someone is teaching, but when you go back, you go through it, and oh, naiguila. Sometimes it happens like that. When the word of God is being preached like this and you don't get it, when you go back home, what do you do to understand? Does it even bother you? You've forgotten about it. Till next Sunday. Peace. All the deacons are behind me. Even right like a rap. No carrying chairs for the next one week. Glory to God. There are some people who look so free after a church service. May that never be you. I said, may that never be you. So in Colossians chapter number 1 verse 13, he says, so I said all this to tell you that when we are here and I'm preaching the word, it's the biggest thing you should focus on. And your deliverance, your freedom, will largely depend on what you do with the word of God. You know, there's some people who, maybe after they've struggled with an issue, they feel, maybe for me, my life can't change. Again, you become a rock star. Let me tell you something. There are some things I struggled with a while back. I, I've told you this story before, and I told my dad I'm having very weird dreams. I mean, I'm trying to play football in a dream, and then skeletons come to challenge me. I'm playing football, but, 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 but then before I score, skeletons came up, and they started following me. I ran away, woke up my heart. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what's this kind of stuff? I went to my father to tell him, Dad, I had this dream. He said, not in my house, you. Everything I've ever told you today, you want to tell me you're having bad dreams. I was like, but you're the past, hey, you go. My father couldn't help me. But when the word of, I began hearing the word of God for myself, I learned about the believer's authority. I be, you look, everyone was looking up to me as a man of God. All these men, Gabriel, used to respect me for scriptures, but I was struggling. Who was going to help me? My father, my pastor, told me, get out <laughs> of my office. So who was going to help me? And I was in Bala. I didn't, at that point, the, the, I didn't really have a relationship with my pastor. No one was just available. Everyone went on color, busy. So who was going to help me? I clung to the word of God. Slowly, it began building up a momentum in me. It began building up a momentum in me. 
It began, I believed the thing. There's some scriptures I drank so much. Satan could actually talk to me, and I just never knew. I would think I'm the one thinking. Have you ever felt worthless, like you can't amount to anything? Like, ah, you, you just feel like a sinner, but when you notice, you don't know which sin you've committed. <laughs> it sounds funny right now, but it can be bad like that. You're wondering, what sin have I committed? Ah, your heart is like crazy sheep. <laughs> But we say now, we have The word of God can transform your mind. The word of God can make you innocent again. For some of you, you actually did some strange things. <laughs> Someone was telling me, Pastor, me the things I've done. I said, okay, uh, it's okay. <laughs> Don't explain. Uh, all things are behind you. But some people say, Pastor, can I testify? Ah. Uh, no, it is well. It is well with your soul. Because there are some brothers who are still working on themselves and some sisters. They will go just, you know, they will just have, they need closure after what they had in church. So they will find someone to share with how they feel. They are not gossiping to them. They are just sharing what's on their hearts. I know you look, you hate that sister. I know she looks innocent. Here are the things she has done. Here. Then to help themselves feel better at the end of the day, they say, at the end of the conversation, anyways, God changes people's lives. <laughs> you see, they've gossiped you. <laughs> I think they gossiped about you. Anyways, <laughs> praise the Lord. But the word of God, no matter how bad your testimony is, God can change. And you know what God does? He just doesn't change your story. He changes your mindset. Because if your story is changed, you may go back. Sometimes the problem is not what you think about, but how you think. Your thought code. The formula that defines your thought pattern. Your thought process. There are people who are just, they are quick to complain. But you should go and complain. Have you ever met people who can complain? You've met them, eh? Cynthia has surely met them. There are people who can complain, man. I lost a friend because he used to complain. Once not pona, We're making points for law school in first year. We used to fail. <laughs> that should never be your portion. <laughs> I had a friend of mine, I used to flank. <laughs> we should have named ourselves the Franklins. <laughs> okay. So we used to flank. I say, what did you get? Six out of 12. Ah, you've done well. <laughs> what did you get? 40%. Ah, you are close. You know? But then the guy used to complain. Ah, we've both failed. Can we just, at least, you know that our power is in God. Can we at least confess the word of God? Oh, him, no, no. No, I notice I'm not just failing on paper. I'm failing in my spirit because of him. Ah, no, we stopped playing together. Then there are people who've got a victim mentality. They always want to feel, they always feel used. When you look at them, there's nothing to offer. But they are always feeling used. 
blesses you with a katuzali that day you've given. Always the victim mentality. They never take responsibility. People who can't take responsibility, they always have an explanation. No, the reason why this happened, uh, it's because I was in a private place with her. Otherwise, if I was in a public place, I wouldn't have done it. She moved my heart. <laughs> Honestly, they are always, no, the reason why I've not passed this exam, it's because I failed it. Otherwise, I would have passed. There's a victim mentality. They, are always a, they can't take responsibility. She's the one who used to text me. No. You told her she don't feel the same way after you kept... You're talking to a girl night after night after night. You think she'll just catch a heartburn. She'll catch feelings. <laughs> I mean, there was a young minister who said no. After the girl caught feelings, and this happens even in ministry, the young minister said, no, uh, I actually realized that God didn't call me so that I can um, start a relationship with you. Uh, the Lord called me. Look, like you're innocent, the way you're wooing, eh? <laughs> God actually, actually called me to help you emotionally. Uh, so I'm sorry, but we have to go our separate ways. Ah, we were upset. <laughs> we forgot that we had our... <laughs> God is the judge. We just wanted to bite the young man. You can't blame us. Responsibility. Take responsibility for your actions. Sometimes take responsibility for things happening in church. Don't wait for the deacon to do it. Take responsibility. Afterwards, we always have to pass an announcement. All these... All this testosterone in this place, you want us to be begging you to take chairs. Every Sunday, we have to sing about it. And every Sunday, every Sunday, I'm... Okay, can, you can shout amen, then I continue. Amen? amen. And all the ladies said, preach. Preach! Amen, amen, amen. All these muscles. Wundawaka Lift your hands. change you from that kind of mindset. You want to chat with everyone else. Eh? You can't just lift chairs. First lift your five chairs and then you can chat. First, first, we'll send the five chairs. What, what? Then we'll go away. How are you? There's nothing to show for it. In fact, <laughs> shame on everyone who likes posting people who can't speak English, especially sports people. 
There are some, there are some, there are some people out there in these countries. They can't speak English. Yet you're still worshiping them. You, a person from your backyard who you grow up together, God has blessed them with a skill. They are a sportsman, not an academician for crying out loud. Why can't we just honor our heroes? Stop exposing them. You're exposing yourself. The moment you begin exposing a family member, it's the whole family which gets embarrassed. We just inherited some of these languages. No, of course, I'm not. 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 So, you see, God can set you free through the word of God from that mindset. Amen. Oh, I feel like I'm preaching the right stuff in this church. You are not looking at me. Okay. I'm, I'm kidding. When a person gives their life to Christ, they experience deliverance. That is the ultimate deliverance any person can ever experience. This is why I, I understand people who say a person who has given their lives to Christ does not need deliverance because that's the greatest deliverance that happened. Let me tell you something. What happens when a person gives their life to Christ? There is a change of territories. The Bible says in, 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 first, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, that they move. The Greek word there is metabino, conveyancing. There's actually a whole course in, in Atziale called conveyancing. And conveyancing means the transfer of property in land. Okay, the transfer of land. Meaning land has changed hands from one owner to the other. And not only has possession changed, ownership is the most important thing because you can have possession without ownership. I can possess this phone, but it doesn't mean I own it. Now, what happens when you give your life to Christ is that the most important thing called ownership moves from the kingdom of darkness. You are conveyed from the kingdom of darkness. Satan no longer has a hold over you. Satan no longer has got a legal right over you. You are moved. You are metabinod. Oh, sorry, that's the Greek word. From the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love and masters change. So when you're born again, that's the kind of stubbornness you should have towards any say Satan can ever have over your life. It doesn't matter how heavy the generational curse was. It doesn't matter who sent what witchcraft. It's illegal. You have been shifted from the kingdom of darkness. You now belong to the kingdom of light. The Bible says, and the light shines in darkness. Sabarabashakataya. It doesn't say it lights up. No, that would have been good enough. When something is shining, it's different. We don't say the light is shining. We say it's gone up. It's gone, the light is up. The light is on. That's what we say, right? We don't say, can you shine the light? No. We say, can you turn on the light? So when the Bible says, 
The light shines. It means it gleams. It goes on. It, the brightness is not just for a light that's going on. Have you ever seen someone? There are people who pass, maybe they've passed in school, but when someone has shined, light does not just light up. The Bible says, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness just don't get it. There's a light which is about to shine from now on in your life. I said there's a light. Look, every revelation of power, every, every revelation changes power, changes your power. Every revelation you receive us from God changes your power level. Look, you, when we try to understand the Luciferian mindset, I told you Satan does not believe you amount to anything. He didn't even believe God could do what he did to him. Did you know, did you know that? He never knew. If, if Satan had the revelation of the power of God, he wouldn't have talked to one third of the angels. He would have just said, mm, <laughs> I bind this thought. <laughs> but he never knew. He looked down on what God could do. And that's what he does even today. Just because you have not beaten him up, roughed him up, he looks down on you. But he's about to experience a worst beating he's ever experienced before. We will take him to 2,000 years ago where the Bible says he was stripped naked of his sham power. And marched naked in the street. Yes, it's the Bible. When they beat you and you cry and you wipe your tears and you go like nothing happened, that's good. But when you are beaten, stripped off your clothes and walked in public. That's the Bible. It's not me. Thank you. That's what they used to do to us back in the day. When you were a noisemaker, they've, they've written you on the noisemaker's list. And they take you in each class. But that was humiliation. But think of it like that. <laughs> then you go, you put your, your cheek and you start rubbing against the chalkboard. The other side. And then London. If we had to talk about them, class. Now, you can imagine those days. You are a senior, so everybody looks at you. Eh? Those days, can you so go? So go and wave so. Who can attest to this? When you are a grade 12, Kalumba was telling me she was walking at a certain place because she was a grade 12. And this great, and this very, where's Kalumba? Kalumba, where's Kalumba? Where is you? She's not here. Stand, Kalumba. Stand. So, Kalumba. You can imagine. Come, Kalumba, let me show you, let me show you something. Come, come. Come, my daughter. Clap for her, she's feeling shy. Glory to God. It's not about how short you are. It's about how tall God is. So you can imagine. She told me a story. You shouldn't have told me. She told me a story of how she was walking at a... What, what's that place again? Huh? Huh? Where you're walking and then there's this grade 11 who was... Huh? The pathway. So there's a place called the pathway. <laughs> so Kalumba is walking, minding her own business. And then this chief, tall, shall come. Since you think. <laughs> since you think you're all that tall. It's not about how tall you are. It's about how taller Jesus is. 
So you are all both walking your ways. Start walking towards one another. Ding, ding. Then you meet. <laughs> now, ah, thank God, I love this example. This one is a grade 11. <laughs> then this one is a grade 12. So there's a meeting of powers there. And guess what? One power has to bow. So according to Kalumba, the story she told me, they started looking at each other. And Kalumba said she didn't even move. She just stood there. And guess what the grade 11 did? She just dropped away. And Kalumba started passing. Somebody shout hallelujah! It doesn't matter how violent. It doesn't matter how big. As you are walking in your pathway, don't be moved. When you reach there, just stand. When two powers meet, one has to bow. And then when it passes, don't start, Satan attacked me. Just continue like it doesn't mean anything. He is defeated. Shakabaya de Brando Sagideo. Ah, you are the head and not the tail. The Bible says, greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. Greater is he. Greater is he. It says, they that are for us are more than those that are against us. So imagine 10,000 of them came against you and you are alone. Just know at ha, 50 soul and about to appear on my side. If one huge one appeared, just think, ha, 20 are going to appear on my side. The equation never changes. If there are 40 this side, this side they are going to be 80. They are always outnumbered. And he has always been beaten. Home and away. He has always been beaten. Always been beaten. That's why the Bible says the light always shines. It always shines. It just doesn't go on. Come on, I don't know if you are catching the revelation. The light, if the light goes on, it's not enough. It's not enough for the light to go on. The Bible says the light shines. It shines. No, my light will not just go on. No, my light will not just go on. It's not enough that you cleared. You have to be excellent. Your light, no, no, no. It's, it's not enough that you, feel, you felt good. You have to be happy. You have to be something. You have to shine. You can imagine, Satan never thinks we amount to anything. The other time, he had, first I told you about God. Huh? God didn't even fight him. Remember, he sent an angel. Michael. The Bible says Michael and his angels fought. Let me show you the weight in one scripture. Let me show you the weight of what God did for you on the cross. Give me Ephesians. You see, this is the greatest empowerment I'm giving you. Like I told you, it's one thing to, to, deli- to, to cast out a demon. It's another thing to deliver a person. The greatest deliverance happens when a person gives their life to Christ because territories have shift. Let me show you something. Ephesians chapter number one. Amplified. Uh, you see, there are certain scriptures that you read and something shifts within you. When you're reading it, you're like, 
For example, I was reading about the inflation rate that happened in Zimbabwe. 70,000 to the, to the power, one billion what? I'm reading and I'm like, eh! Exponential stuff. Why is it but to the power church, eh? I wasn't good at maths, but I'll never forget it. <laughs> 10 times 10, 100. But 10 to the power 10. Atishanya, I don't understand. It's just, umuya, Look at this. Verse 15. Let's read together. Ish. 15. The Amplified is a bit hard to read together, but you enjoy it. Shabrado Santi Bahasate Yibe. One, two, three, go. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. Sungu. By having the eyes of your heart flooded, with light. Are you listening to that? Flooded. When light is flooding, it means it's shining. When it goes on, God just doesn't want you to have light. He wants you to flood. Don't stop learning new things from the word of God. Are you listening to me? Go on, flooded with light, so that you can know and understand. Aha. Uh -huh. Now, uh, we've reached the part I want you to focus on. And how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints? Not in the angels. How rich, not how good. How rich. What comes to your mind? It means, they just don't have enough. They have more than enough. Somebody say more than enough. That's what, don't settle for enough. Don't settle for enough. He says, how rich is his glorious inheritance, not in Jesus, not in the angels, in the saints, in us. He said, apart ones. Go on. Go on. And so that, verse 19. One, two, three, go and so that you can know, understand what is the immeasurable and limited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us. Come on, come on. I want us to read that. Ha, yeah, 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 yeah. If you read that and something within you doesn't, you know, God, what you discover. I want you to read that. If you don't scream after you read this, no, uh, uh, is well. One, two, three, go. And so 
I mean, if you don't read, thank you, if you don't read this stuff and something shifts within you, you will, Satan will always be kicking you around. Because you are a, belie- you are, you are a believing, an unbelieving believer. Can we believe what God has said? He says the thing is unmeasurable. And it's unlimited. Read on. As demonstrated, one, two, three, go. Go on. Uh-huh. Come on, read it. Far above. Somebody say far above. Does it say slightly above? Does it say, okay, like, yes, he survived, but you know, they are also there. <laughs> what does it say? Far above Samru? Far above what? So, all here is like the common factor. So, O, then brackets, rule, power, authority, dominion, and every, not some, name that is named above every title. It doesn't matter the title. is demons from the unfather's grandfather's aunt. Every title that can be conferred, it doesn't matter. It is cancer, it's HIV. Every name that can be named it doesn't matter. It's joblessness. As long as it has a name, the name of Jesus is above it. Amen. Shout amen. amen. And some names. Oh, come on. Can I hear some confidence? Some names. Oh, that's, we're getting there. Above every title that can be conferred. Listen to this. Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets better. Not only in this age and in this world, but also in the age and the world which are to come. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, this thing has come to stay. It's come to stay. It doesn't matter about Antichrist. Antichrist. The name of Jesus is still above it. It doesn't matter the wealth or anything. It doesn't matter the pain. Are you catching the revelation? Oh boy. Somebody say, I'm catching it, Pastor. The next scripture is the last one. One, two, three, go. Now, this is this scripture. You know what? This. Ah. You know, there are scriptures when you read, you just do fall down. You should have such habits. When you're reading the word of God, and you just take a therefore. Hey! Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let me go back to the therefore. Yeah, 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 yeah. All up, all up, all up. Now. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how the word of God is. In Proverbs 4, it says, it's like honey. And you say, if you don't train yourself to do such things, you'll never do it. How can you be a Christian? The word of God hasn't made you happy. It's like being in a relationship and you've never been chuffed. 
Usambe, usambe, usambe. Upente, upente, upente. Wakuposha fe. Na mposha kwenza mwishina na mwana yonye Yesu Christu. Something should change. Something should change. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So the word of God is sweet. The stuff it reveals to you. The thing you get exposed to. Look, these are the things that saved me from demonic oppression. And as I was, as I, as I was praying one time, just declaring the word of God over my life, something left me. I knew it. I knew something walked out. There was this dark thing that would be happening sometimes. There was this confusion I would have. Sometimes I would be stuck. I would be like this, and I would think it's about to be nighttime, and I would freeze. I remember one time, one, one elder of the church came and did this, and that's when I woke up. It was bad, but I believed the word of God. I confessed it, and one time I was in my room praying as with my custom, and something left me. Something is about to leave you by the power of the word of God. Something couldn't stand the thing. Couldn't stand it. Ah, it left. It's not about how short you are. It's about how tall the word of God is. Yeah. Read this. Amen, Mr. Stephanie. Okay, read this. One, two, three, go. And he has put a few things. And he has put 95.5%. If your Bible says that, bring, I'll show you how to burn things. <laughs> I'll put your Bible on a burn, then burn it. <laughs> Can you even name me Pastor Ben? Okay. And he has put all things under his side, under his side, no. at arm's length. No. Where has he put them? No. Somebody shout, it's under my feet. Side, side problem. <laughs> I know they are side chicks, but there are people over here who have like a side problem. Oh, I thought side chick was bad enough to ahead side nigger, but let me not go into that. I won't get into that stuff for today. He didn't put it at arm's length. <laughs> Where did he put them? How many things? And has done what? Has he, has he appointed him the provincial? No. I want you to think about it. Has he appointed him for just men of God? No. He's appointed him the what? Universal. Hey! He's universal. It doesn't matter your scholarship is in Asia. It's in India. He is universal everywhere you go. Yalabasha. Redo sakabaya bahai. Hey! And has made him second head. No. He has made him what? Supreme. Head of the church. Yes. A headship exercised through the church. That's what it means there. Meaning all these things, hi, I exercise through you. Yes. Hey, I want you to stand up and say it's under my feet. It's under my feet. Look, look. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Even if you were the left, even if you are the last door 
of the left foot of the body of Christ. How many things are under your feet? <laughs> Woo! Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Even if you are the nail, you haven't even been painted yet. Pedicure hasn't done. As long as you are in the body of Christ, how many things are under your feet? I want you to begin just praying in the spirit and saying, it's under my feet. I don't know what problem it is. Rando sakalibash. Uribaba sataya. Redodosha da 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 da. Embrakidosa. It's under my feet. It's under my feet. It's under my feet. Woo! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is good news. It's under my feet. Ay, ay, ay. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Shatakara, 